Welcome back, my friends. You are here for episode 91 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And you are also here for the second episode in our, I should have come up with a name for it. Gosh, nothing is coming to me in the moment. <laughs> but basically, our little foundational review of the pillars of this podcast, the pillars of healthy and holy Christian family life. Um, and those pillars are love God, love yourself, love your family, and love others. And so what we are doing right now in the month of August is we are actually replaying some Facebook Lives that I did inside our private Facebook group during our anniversary celebration to dive into three practical steps for each of those pillars. Practical steps for loving God, loving yourself, and that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> today we will listen to the Facebook Live about loving yourself well, even when life is crazy, even when we might be having maybe a little mom guilt about taking time for ourselves. We're going to push that to the side because that's not real, that's not legit, that's not helpful. <laughs> and what are practical steps we can take to love ourselves without, of course, neglecting the other people who love us and whom we have responsibilities to. <laughs> and so that's today. And the next week we will talk about three practical steps for loving your husband well, followed by loving your kids, and we will close out the month of August with our episode around loving others well. And these pillars are, they truly are foundational. If we do not have our priorities in order, we are not going to ultimately enjoy family life. We're going to get stressed out, we're going to get burnt out. <laughs> We're going to teach our kids probably not quite the values, the morals, the actual foundational priorities that they should have because we're not going to be living it out ourselves. If we put our kids above our husband, if we put ourselves above our relationship with the Lord, I mean, there's all sorts of ways we can get confused, we can get distracted about what really is most important to us. And so it's my goal with kind of rehashing these foundational pillars, putting them in order and putting some practical steps in front of us about how to do them, even when life is busy, even when things are hectic, even when we're feeling distant from our husband or we're feeling distracted by everything on their calendar, or we're really discouraged by how things are going with our kids, even when we're in one of those hectic or difficult seasons of life, practical steps for keeping these priorities front and center and happening, keeping them going, even when it feels like I don't know how to do it. So that is my goal with this series through the month of August. And the timing of it really is, is threefold because we are getting pretty close to episode 100. And so it seemed like a really good time to kind of pause, back up, review, like let's all get on the same page foundationally, what needs to be the priority in our Christian family life. But also, it's kind of that back to school season, like it's a really natural time, especially for moms to, to recalibrate to kind of review like what's going on in my life, what routines need to change, what's working, what's not what's the new schedule. So it seemed like a really good time to again, lay out and clarify those priorities and practical steps to live out those priorities. And then number three, I'm having a baby, my friends. <laughs> 
And actually, by the time this episode goes live, he will already be here and I will be sleep deprived and I will be tired and hopefully I'll be happy and you know, all the crazy hormones that come with having a baby. And so I'm recording these intros in advance. So he's here, but I don't have any fun stories yet or some cute pictures to share. <laughs> but, uh, but I did want to make sure that we could get these foundational reviews on the podcast out there before we really jump into okay, school's back in session, we're here at episode 100, like, uh, before kind of maybe some of that chaos really starts to kick in. So I hope that you listened last week and got some really tangible ideas for how to love God well in the middle of your crazy life. And today we're diving into loving yourself well. So again, this is just a replay of our Facebook Live inside the private Facebook group. You can join the group anytime. The link is right there in the description for today's episode. And of course, you can get all the resources and some more information about loving yourself well in the show notes, which you will find online at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero nine one. So my friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to day two. We are still in our one year anniversary celebration of the podcast. So um, I hope you had a chance to listen to yesterday's Facebook Live about three practical steps for loving God well when life is totally crazy. And I hope, I hope you've already entered the giveaway and you've hopped on the email newsletter list so you can get that discount code um, because the celebration is more than just these little lives every evening. So let's set aside all the housekeeping stuff. The celebration is fun, but you're here to think with me about how do we love ourselves well. This is the second pillar of the Love Your People Well podcast. Yesterday, we talked about loving God well, the first pillar of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about loving ourselves well. And I do intentionally put this pillar second before loving our family, before loving others, because if we are not mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy, we are going to burn out. We're not going to be able to love other people around us very effectively, certainly not over the long term. And yes, the Lord tells us, love your neighbor, but he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're not loving yourself, you're not going to love your neighbor in a particularly meaningful way. So it's really important that we don't lose track of our own mental health, our own emotional wellness, while we are undoubtedly so busy caring for the health and, and emotions of the people around us. So I want to dive into three practical steps we can take, even when life is busy, even when it's totally chaotic, to love ourselves well. 
And this will require zero sacrifice of other people. I'm not saying stop investing in your marriage or with your kids or with your friendships so that you can take time for yourself. I am saying we need to figure out how to balance all of that, how to figure out what really does refresh us, refresh me personally as the woman that God has created so that, at least partially so that, I can then go out and love others, my husband, my kids, my friends, my neighbors, everyone else. So the first step that we need to take is knowing ourselves. Now that might sound very basic, but uh, it's basic on purpose because it's easy to overlook this, to just kind of be running on autopilot. We're not really thinking about what do I enjoy? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? We're just doing what has to be done. But we cannot refresh ourselves. We cannot do the kind of classic self-care. We cannot invest in ourselves and love ourselves if we don't even know who we are or what's going on in our heart and in our head. So how do we know ourselves? (laughs) There are a lot of different ways that we can do this. Um, Journaling is a great habit that a lot of people do that helps us kind of stay in touch with what am I thinking about? What am I struggling with? Um, What am I enjoying right now in life? Um, So it could be kind of a daily habit like that. It could be questions that you ask yourself throughout the course of the day. If you notice a strong emotion, you can pause and just try to figure out why. Why am I feeling really happy right now? Why am I feeling really calm right now? Why am I feeling really frustrated right now? We really want to know the good and the bad. Because if we know the good, if I understand some of the things, some of the activities or the people or the situations that make me feel more calm or more refreshed, well, then I can intentionally invest in those things, those activities or those um, circumstances. I can try to arrange my day, arrange my time so that happens more often. But I also need to know the bad. I need to know what ticks me off, what pushes my buttons, what upsets me, what frustrates me so that I can avoid it. Maybe that's possible, but also so I can deal with it. So I can pray through that. I can confess. I can seek the Lord's wisdom and seek guidance in what to do differently And those might really be the times when I need to be intentional about those other things that calm me and refresh me. And so our first step in loving ourselves well is to know ourselves. And and I don't mean judge ourselves like, oh, Jessica, you shouldn't be frustrated right now. Oh, you should be relaxed because you're taking a bath, but you're not feeling relaxed. It's not about judging the good or the bad or the ugly. It's simply about knowing ourselves so that we can live life intentionally. Yes, there might be things we need to process or deal with or change, but this first step of just knowing ourselves is really more about understanding ourselves so that we can live intentionally. And that leads me to number two, step number two, loving ourselves well, even in the chaos of life, of real everyday life. is having a regular rhythm. I think this is so helpful. A daily rhythm, a weekly rhythm, maybe even a monthly and a yearly rhythm so that, I mean, well, let's just back up and talk about how does this help us? When we have a rhythm to our days, to our weeks, it helps us in one step because we know what to expect. Now, we're not controlling everything, 
Um, and I'm purposely saying rhythm and not necessarily uh, routine because we don't want it to get dry and stale and boring. We don't want to just start running on autopilot with it, but we do want to have a general idea of what's coming next. Why is it coming next? How am I investing in the relationships that, that I care about, the tasks that I need to get done? When are these things happening? Why are they happening when they're happening? These sorts of rhythms help us to stay grounded, help us to have less less anxiety and stress because we at least have a vague idea of what's coming next and why it's coming next and how are we going to do it. And it also gives us a greater sense of purpose in, in the day, in the week, because things aren't just randomly happening. <laughs> But we are being intentional about what's happening, why it's happening, how it's happening. And this allows us to take that knowledge that we just talked about and infuse that into what do we do on a regular day, a regular week, a regular month? How do we include rhythms that refresh us? And this is not really just a personal rhythm, although sometimes that's a a part of it. For most of us, I think this is a family rhythm. And some of that is dictated by the outside world. What time does your husband have to go to work? What time can he come home? What time do your kids start school? (laughs) What time is your church service on Sunday? What time does the sun go down in your area? You know, there's all sorts of things we can't control that do influence what our day or our week will look like. But those things are not surprises to us. Now, we'll have the days when we wake up and the kids are sick or we're sick, or, you know, something's going on that we can't control, and that throws our rhythm out of whack. But that's the beauty of a rhythm. You can start again tomorrow. And if you understand what is maybe missing today or not going to happen today because of XYZ surprise that kicked you, kicked you out of gear, then it's a little easier than to figure out, well, what do I still really need to fit in here? What can I let go of? And again, tomorrow, we can get right back to it. We are refreshed by a healthy rhythm to our lives and our kids are refreshed. Kids really like to know what's going on. Why is it happening? What do you expect of me? Why am I doing this? So having a daily and weekly rhythm to our life is one really helpful way of loving ourselves well. And then the third step that I want to highlight today is applying gratitude to yourself. We overlook this so easily. We get caught up in our own mind, our own thoughts, jumping to conclusions or assuming the worst or noticing all of our failures or our stress points or all these negative things. And we forget that the Lord calls us to be thankful people. And that doesn't just mean about the outside world. It doesn't just mean about our kids, which we do want to be thankful for and with our kids and complimenting them and sharing gratitude with them. Uh, We need to do that for ourselves as well. We want to have the inner dialogue, or maybe it's monologue, I guess, (laughs) that inner self-talk should point us in a positive and encouraging direction. Now, I don't mean we need to be unrealistic because we will have sins to confess each and every day, and we will make mistakes that we need to apologize for. But 
we can't get lost in the what ifs and the shoulda, woulda, couldas. We need to be equally, if not even more in tune with and intentional about noticing the strengths and talents that God has given us, noticing the things that we're doing well, that are working in our daily routine and rhythm and habits. We need to be thankful for who we are, for how God has made us. You may love your hair and find it really easy to be thankful for your hair and hate your stomach. You know, body image issues, common (laughs) struggle for women. Or you may be the opposite. You may work out a lot and be very intentional about your body and really appreciate your physique. And you just cannot stand your straight hair that feels totally bland. (laughs) I mean, whatever it is. We all have things about ourselves, the physical appearance, as well as our, the state of our heart, the state of our thoughts, our intellect, or whatever it is. We all have things that we love and that we hate or at least struggle with about ourselves, about our lives. But if we want to love ourselves well, then we need to be intentional about where do we focus? Do we focus on the flaws the mistakes, the sins, the things that we wish were different? Or do we focus on the areas of gratitude? So these three steps, knowing ourselves, really being intentional, intentional about knowing ourselves and knowing what refreshes me, what frustrates me, all these nuances of what makes me, me, knowing ourselves, and then using that knowledge to Um, influence what our daily and weekly and monthly rhythm looks like. What do our days look like? What needs to happen every day for me to go to bed saying, okay, that was a good day. Everything might be messy in the whole house, but I had 10 minutes of reading the Bible or whatever it is. What are those things that have to happen? Taking that knowledge of yourself, using that to shape a regular rhythm for your life. And then from there, Being intentional about applying gratitude, not just to the people around you, not just to the material things that God gives you or experiences that God gives you or prayers that God answers and says yes to, being thankful simply for your life, your identity, for who you are, for the strengths and talents and beautiful things that God has made in you. Sometimes I find it helpful to think about this from the angle of my children, maybe particularly my daughters, (laughs) how do I want them to think about themselves as they become teenagers, as they become young adults, as they become wives and moms and women of Christ? I don't want them to be obsessing about their flaws or their mistakes. I want them to appreciate the wonderful qualities of who they are. And yeah, I want them to know when they need to confess a sin or make changes in their life, I can trust that the Holy Spirit is going to take care of that. And if I want them to think about themselves with that gratitude and intentionality, I need to do that for myself also. I need to model it for them. But even more than that, I just need to live it out. I need to be thankful for God, to God, for how he has made me, the image that I bear of my Lord, And I need to be thinking that, speaking that, and living that out. So friends, I hope that these three steps are helpful as you think about loving yourself, 
even in the chaos of life. (laughs) None of them are steps that, you know, take a ton of time or anything like that. A lot of it comes down to how we are thinking about ourselves and about our day, how we are processing the things that happen, a lot of loving ourselves well. Yes, we need that maybe self-care time. (laughs) That should be a part of our daily and weekly rhythm. But we also need to just make this a normal part of our life. We don't need to add in to our busy schedule a ton of stuff, but we do need to be intentional about how we think and feel and act and react throughout the course of that crazy busy day. (laughs) So let me remind you that we do have a free resource from Love Your People Well. Um, And I forgot to mention this yesterday when we talked about loving God, But for loving yourself, well, we have a free resource, the 51 self-care ideas list. And so if you're feeling kind of stuck, particularly in that knowing yourself and that regular rhythm of life, thinking, what are some things that I might enjoy? I don't remember the last time that I felt refreshed or relaxed. It's fine. Just grab this free list, close your eyes and point at random or read through and pick your favorite, however you want to use it. This can be a really great resource to kind of jumpstart loving yourself well. So you can access that online at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash self hyphen care. And then um, let me just mention the one from yesterday. Yesterday we talked about loving God well, and I forgot to mention we do have a free resource um, in that pillar as well. It's the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. So if you want to develop greater consistency in spending time with God, you want to feel more confident in the Bible and in prayer, then the Holy Habits Challenge is a great place to start. And that is at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash holy hyphen habits. I added it into the comments yesterday, but it's always worth saying it as well. So with all of that in mind, my friends, we will be back tomorrow to talk about loving our husbands well practical steps we can take, even when we might be distracted by the kids or overwhelmed with life. Uh, We are going to dive into that marriage relationship tomorrow. And for now, enter the giveaway, (laughs) check out the discount code, celebrate with us, share it with your friends, share my social media posts or whatever, invite them to the Facebook group. Um, Let's keep this momentum going with what God is doing in the Love Your People Well ministry and My friends, I am so glad that you are here. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Love Your People Well.